With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's right. KCAA Loma Linda. Listen on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. Have you lost your job? Have you lost a loved one? Are you exhausted caring for your parents, for your kids? Well, you can find immediate relief when you read Sheila Mack's new number one bestseller, Bootstraps and Bra Straps. It contains the Boots formula to move from rock bottom back into action in any situation, especially right now. If life has knocked you down, pick yourself up with bootstraps and bra straps. Get your copy at www.SheilaMack.com today. Are you ready for a reboot? Welcome to the Sheila Mack Show, reality at its finest. History reminds us those hit hardest often become the change makers. This year, we've all hit crazy economic, social, and emotional rock bottoms. We all get knocked down. Something hits globally, locally, personally. It affects our health, finances, our relationships. We have to recreate a business or career. Each show, Sheila and her special guest will be sharing their reboot stories, guiding you with real solutions to upgrade and up-level emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially. Here on NBC's KCAA Radio, Mondays at 1 and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're ready to pull yourself up by the bootstraps and bra straps, enjoy a listen. Here's Sheila. Welcome to the Sheila Mack Show, reality at its finest. Here we have real people sharing real stories and actionable steps to help you reinvent, rebuild, and reboot your life on your terms. I'm your host, Sheila Mack, and today we have special guest, Tulio Saragusa. He is an expert-level certified life coach, a pioneer of disruptive technologies, an emotional intelligence thought leader, futurist speaker, and author. For the past 30 years, Tulio has built world-class leadership teams and technology companies and startups. He currently serves as Chief Strategy Officer at Nearsoft, co-produces and hosts Dojo Live, and he also hosts Rant and Grow, an entertaining and heart-centered reality podcast where each episode explores people's personal blockages and how to powerfully move forward with careers, relationships, 
and self-realization by developing healthy habits. He's also the founding member of Radical Purpose, a social justice movement. Tulio is a strong supporter of human dignity in all aspects of life, including freedom in the workplace. All right, welcome to the show, Tulio. Thanks, Sheila. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on with you. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So this show is based on my new best-selling book, Bootstraps and Bra Straps, the formula to go from rock bottom back into action in any situation. And this year, we have had almost every imaginable situation hit us. So I would love for you to start mm -hmm. sharing with the audience a tough situation that you had in your business or personal life and how you overcame that situation and got back on track. Yeah, sure. Great titles, by the way. Uh, glad to be here. Um, I think for me, I'd have to go back to the last time we all faced some critical challenges, which was 2008, 2009. Uh, that was a very transformative time for me. Um, I was building a company out of the UK and uh, was doing quite well, progressing along. Universal McCann, which is one of the largest agencies in the world, called it the next thing now and uh, proved the model, was basically building what uh, you know a next-gen mobile social networking before we had smartphones and applications. And a um, lot of progress, a lot of success ready to raise Series A to make this thing explosive, and the markets collapsed in the UK first, in Europe first. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how long can this last? Six mm -hmm. months? I'll put some more of my money into this thing, right? I had a chip on my shoulder. It was my first time entrepreneurial venture. I'm going to make this thing, this huge unicorn. It's going to be awesome. And so I put in more money into it. And then the markets just didn't turn around so fast and thought, well, maybe we should move the headquarters to New York and raise money there because the markets still seem fair, favorable in the U.S. And the markets collapsed in the U.S. just as I moved the headquarters there. So fast forward a couple of years, I found myself uh, out of a few million dollars and bankrupt. Mm. And uh, it was uh, very difficult to accept that kind of what I call the time defeat. And I had created this persona around the successful executive who walked around with a black American Express card and had the Victoria's Secret girlfriend. And, uh, you know, this this checklist, I call it, of all these things that uh, I brought into that are supposed to make you happy and fulfilled. Uh, you know, the house and the flat in London and in New York and the cars and the motorcycles and you name it. I was living it. And um, then I lost it all. <laughs> like it felt like it was overnight, but it, it happened over a period of time. And I looked at myself and said, I don't have the checklist anymore. So what is my source of satisfaction and fulfillment? I, I, it's gone. Every, the whole checklist is gone. So I had to dig in deep and find that sense of fulfillment inside. Mm -hmm. And so while it was uh, defeat and devastating to my ego, <laughs> it was the greatest gift I've ever received in my life. Wow. Because it awoke in me the understanding through also a lot of coaching and mentorship and and 
pursuing a spiritual path to try to understand what the heck is going on. Why did this happen to me? How did I get here? What am I supposed to learn from this? Um, that really woke in me this understanding that uh, everything in life is, is there's no permanence. Mm-hmm. And the more we learn to adapt, the better we're going to be. The more we look at failure as learning opportunities, the quicker we're going to bounce back. So while I was living through this, the bounce back didn't happen overnight. It took some time. It took several years. And the reason it took several years is because I was in the denial stage of what was happening a lot longer than I needed it to. Uh, But that's how big my ego was, that I couldn't allow myself to just accept what had happened and learn the lesson from it look at the opportunities that I could grow from that and move forward. It took several years to grind myself into seeing those lessons and seeing those opportunities. And I essentially reinvented myself. Um, while this was happening, I, I worked on two books. I published them. And it was my way of trying to just get some consulting work and keep myself afloat. Um, and But in the process of doing that, I learned a great deal about myself. Mm-hmm. And I learned a great deal about uh, what it takes to uh, really dig deep and find the true source of your fulfillment, which is in, inside. And so eventually, uh, you know, as I look back now, 12 years later, as I look back now, I see it as just a great learning opportunity that happened to millions of people at the same time. So I felt like I was part of a master class with millions of other people that where we all just got like thrown off the boat and we had to learn to save ourselves without any kind of help from anyone uh, except for a little bit of faith and some really hard work and not giving up swimming till you get to shore. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in essence, what's happening right now in 2020 to a lot of people, it's similar, right? They, right. People have lost loved ones. People have lost their business. People have lost their livelihood. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say, well, I had nothing to do with this. You know, I, I'm a victim of circumstances from this virus, this pandemic. Uh, and what I've learned is there are no victims. There are no circumstances. There are just opportunities to say, okay, this is happening. It's happening to me. What do I need to learn from it? Because some people have not been affected by this a whole lot, right? They, they have not financially been affected. They have not physically been affected. They certainly have been affected in terms of emotion, et cetera, but not as much as others, right? So why is that? Some people get affected by these things. Some people don't. And for those who get affected, you have to ask yourself, just as I did, why is this happening to me so I can grow? Mm-hmm. What's the lesson for me from this that I can take and transform and become a better person. And sometimes the lesson come in really like what I call two by fours right between your eyes. <laughs> you know, you get a little nudges from the universe. It's like, hello, you're driving a little too fast. I'm going to get you pulled over and get you a, a warning by the cop. Then you're driving a little too fast. I'm going to get you pulled over and you're going to get a ticket. Uh-huh. And the ticket's going to be expensive. Plus, you're going to get so many points on your insurance that you're going to have to pay for high insurance for three years. Those are still nudges. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're still you're, you're not paying attention. You're still driving fast. Next thing you know, you crash and you break your back and you're in the hospital for six months. 
and you're like, oh my gosh, I had an accident. Was it really an accident? Didn't you see the nudges that happened in the two years prior that were warning you to slow down? So we always get nudges, but we're not always tuned into them. So what happened to me is in 2008, 2009, I looked back at the nudges and I'm like, they were there. I just didn't pay attention because I was cocky and I had a big chip on my shoulder. And so the universe has a way of like bringing you on your knees and showing you how to pay attention to the nudges so that you don't get hit by a two by four between the eyes. (laughs) So for those who are going through the two by four right now, Mm -hmm. it's a gift. You might hate me for saying that just the same way I hate it when my own mentors and teachers are saying this is a gift. I'm like, screw you. This is not a gift. This is terrible. (laughs) It's a gift. It's a gift of awakening something Mm -hmm. that, you need to awaken in yourself to become a better person, a better human being, a better business person, a better father, mother, a better brother, sister, better husband, better wife, better person. So everything has a silver lining if you know to look for it. Yes, so true. And I think if 2008 was our master's degree, now we're getting our PhD. <laughs> yes. yes. That's for sure. And one of the things that I, I found was that you know as we're now sent to our room on the universal pause it is definitely and now we're we're going back on lockdowns depending on what state you're in nevada's talking about it california is kind of on the verge so we'll see what happens uh and so with that it is who are you being and all you're doing and who you see people show up in very interesting ways when they're scared or when they lose all those great things they had, like you said, you had this ego thing going on and you lost all these other things, but you get to find out who you really are. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to be open to it. And, and even in my, my upcoming book, um, I talk about this in one of the chapters that going through a downfall, going through a disastrous awakening, is a gift. It's a gift because it means you can handle it. Right. It means you have what it takes to get past it. So some people robotically go through life just, you know, going through the motion. Some of those people are very successful, but they're not multidimensional. Mm-hmm. So they might be very successful in business, but don't have very good relationships with their families or don't don't have a loving sustaining relationship at home uh don't you know there's something off right so they're one dimensional right so much focus is put on success success being an entrepreneur make the big bucks but it's one dimensional right Mm -hmm. what is really the true definition of success is being multi-dimensional is being successful in your career, having a successful uh, family life, having successful relationship with friends, growing and expanding as an individual. And at the end of the day, being in a place where you don't have a choice, you do what you have to do because you are called to do it. Right. And your life is full every second of it. It's busy, Mm -hmm. but you're fulfilling a purpose of being who you're meant to be in a very multidimensional way. So uh, so it's important to look at when you're going through difficulty, ask yourself, have I been living a, a singly dimensional life? This thing that's happening, okay, I lost my company. It's hurting so bad. Is that the most important thing? Is that the only thing that's important in my life? 
why does it hurt so much? Mm -hmm. Right? Did I put too much energy on this one thing where I have nothing else to, you know, fill my vessel with, my cup? Yeah. I filled my cup with just one thing, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is an opportunity to awaken this idea of becoming multidimensional. So I always encourage, ask yourself, am I a multidimensional person? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or am I, you know, am I just focused on one thing? And when that thing goes away, it feels really bad. I have no anger. I have nothing else to draw from. Yeah. So it's about finding a balance. And what's interesting is people's like, oh, you know, finding a balance means you're not really ever going to be successful in anything. You're just going to have balance and good enough, right? But that's not how it works. Actually, what ends up happening is when you do that, you gain more, right? Because the universe prefers people that have balance. And you sustain growth and you maintain it, right? You get to keep what you're building because you have that balance, Versus a lot of the roller coaster up and down that a lot of people go through when they're singly focused, mm -hmm. right? Well, I had this business and it didn't go down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. Well, look at the other aspects of your life. Do, are you balanced? Mm -hmm. Are you investing in your relationships? Are you growing as a person? Are you looking at ways to become more self-aware? Is everything is an opportunity, and that is how you truly become rich, is to create an environment where everything is an opportunity for growth. And what I've discovered, the more I do that, the more I draw success into my work, mm -hmm. the more balance I have at home, the more balance I have at work. The relationships I have with my family is a proxy for the relationship I'm going to have with the market. Yes. I don't separate these two lives as Many people is like, I have my work life and my personal life. I don't think there's any distinction because the energy you put into one yes. flows over to the other. Exactly right. You know, in yoga, they say what happens on the mat, it happens everywhere, whatever, how you show up on that mat. And it's, it's that same thing where how you show up at home, how you show up. If you're having trouble in a relationship, that is going to mess up your business faster than anything else and, and vice versa. And so these things, the balance makes all the difference. And then what I found is personal responsibility. When you own, you take ownership of the situation. Yes, it was out of our control. COVID, you know, that was out of our control. My house burned down in 2017. And so did a whole bunch of other people's in, in California and Ventura. And, and I was, that was not in my control, but how I reacted and how I got back on track was 100% in my control. So as soon as I owned it, everything started showing up. I mean, within a month, I was offered a job in Beverly Hills and um, moved over to Beverly Hills a month and a half later. And I never even imagined I'd be living there <laughs> as my main residence. And so that was it was like the universe had a bigger gift, like you were speaking of the gifts, a bigger gift than even I imagined for myself. But it also brought me in line with more of 
sharing my talents and truths and living in my essence instead of doing what I'm supposed to do. And I think there's a difference between other people's version of success and success in living your truth, because that's when I think you have the most balance. And that doesn't mean you have to be in the industry that is your main focus. It's just who are you being in everything that you're doing and how you're showing up. You can make whatever you're doing um, part of who you are. And who you so be. true. So true. And, and here's here's the thing. One of the things that I had to come to grip with is who am who am I? What do I stand for? Yeah. And can I live who I am in anything that I do? Right. So mm -hmm. so if you're attached to your identity that's you know based on some idea or business or you have to be an entrepreneur, you have to own your own business. And you don't ha you're not in that situation. You're going to be unhappy because you're you're not fulfilling your purpose because your purpose is tied to a specific outcome mm -hmm. versus, you know, you come to grip with who you are. OK, so I'm I'm by nature a teacher. I love helping people grow. Yeah. I help myself grow through helping other people grow, which is why I pursued becoming a life coach, which is why mm -hmm. I, I've ran men's circles, which is why I'm in sales and marketing. It's it's an opportunity. Everything is a canvas mm -hmm. to share, to give, to teach, to help. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get to practice that no matter what I'm doing, whether I own a business or work for somebody, it doesn't matter. I can find fulfillment in my purpose, which is to be someone who empowers other people to grow. I love that. Right? That's, so that's, it doesn't matter what I do. I get to do that no matter what I do. Yes. I can be fulfilled in no matter what I do. So when you shift the consciousness from being attached to a specific external outcome versus being attached to who you genuinely are, the energy you want to put out, the, what you want to fulfill for yourself as a person, as an individual, mm -hmm. then you can fulfill that anywhere. Because you learn to fulfill it anywhere. And the and to do that, and it's, you said something interesting earlier, recognizing the gifts, right? To do that, you have to get to a place to love yourself enough to know that you are deserving of the gifts, mm -hmm. right? One thing that I discovered when this whole thing happened is I had this mindset of reward and punishment, which unfortunately a lot of us do you know, coming from a very sort of religious, dogmatic background of the world, right? For thousands of years, right or wrong, hell or heaven, right? Wherever, however you've been raised, it's ingrained in our mindset that, you know, I'm being punished because I did something wrong, right? So there's no reward coming out of the chaos because it's a punishment in your mind, right? So I had to change my relationship to recognize, no, this is happening for my benefit. This is not just a nudge. This is a push. This is a two by four between my eyes to wake me up, right? So to wake me up to the gift that's waiting right around the corner from this, mm -hmm. because I didn't have the courage to do it on my own when I got the nudges. So now I've been pushed into it. And like you said, the sooner you accept that instantly, the right thing comes around and you don't have to suffer for months on end or years on end because you have accepted the gift that's there for you. So one thing I encourage people, if you're struggling right now because of loss, really check in with how much of a self-esteem self, uh, self -esteem or self-worth you have about yourself. 
right? Mm -hmm. Do you believe you are deserving of greatness? Do you believe you're deserving of gifts? Because if you do, they're going to come instantly. But if they're not coming, chances are you don't. You don't believe you're deserving. Mm -hmm. And that's a bigger issue. That's a belief uh, system that is tripped up that you need to change, right? Which is why neuroscience and mantras work really well to change that belief that says, I am deserving, I will manifest X by such and such date, so that you can reprogram the thinking. And I did a lot of that, uh, mm -hmm. Sheila. <laughs> I did 10 years of that reprogramming. Yeah. And to get to a place where, you know, no matter what's going on, I can quickly get to the reward no matter how painful it is, because the reality is life is not always peaches and cream. Exactly. Right. And, and how you react to circumstances when things get difficult is what separates the children from the adults. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, so the more consciously aware you become of your value, how important you are, how you are deserving, how you are here to receive the gifts the sooner you get them when things get difficult. And sometimes someone could say, well, how is it a gift if I get a sickness and I, and I don't feel well? Well, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to learn th from that to be a source of encouragement for others. Look at people who have lost limbs, who have gone on national mm -hmm. talks and speeches worldwide, become inspirational speakers for millions of people. They've taken their tragedy and turned it into an opportunity to be a source of empowerment. There is no such thing as the end of the line until you're still breathing, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you're not breathing anymore, that's the end of the line. But if you're breathing, there's always some opportunity to look for the silver lining, even when it's really difficult. And one of the things I love I loved is one of my mentors says, don't say, why is this happening to me? Say, I get to overcome this, mm -hmm. right? That's Stephen Meltzer. He says, I get to overcome this. I get to means it's an opportunity. So it's a context shift. It's a mindset that no matter what you're facing, you're getting to face it because number one, you can. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have the gift to get past it. And number three, something better is around the corner the minute you acknowledge that it is an opportunity. Yes, so true. I mean, think about you must, everybody knows somebody that you you meet and then 20 years later you see them again you haven't seen them in 10 20 years and there they are stuck in their bad situation that happened 20 years ago i got divorced i lost somebody da 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 and they live there because they didn't retrain their brain to move forward past that situation and and they're getting something out of it you know people feel sorry for them whatever it is i don't know but but they're stuck they really haven't grown or changed since that particular event. And there's other people that have used a lot of work. They've had to, maybe they needed to get therapy and that is okay. They asked for help when they needed it. They worked on mantras. They did a lot of personal development study and they're able to get past that. And like you said, and then here they are, maybe they lost a limb, something terrible happened and they're able to share with others and help people who also are going through tough situations to get back on track. So it's kind of a personal choice, even when we feel like it's not a personal choice. It really is. I, I, I always say, what's the ask yourself, what's the paycheck? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
what's the paycheck for staying in the environment and situation you're currently in? Because there is a paycheck, right? To stay in this in a victim consciousness, to stay in the I'm stuck, oy vey me, there's a paycheck in there. And the paycheck for the most part is always, uh, I don't get to take any responsibility for myself because I blame everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be accountable for anything. I don't have to be responsible for anything because I get to blame everybody else. I'm here because of that happened. I'm here because of COVID. I'm here because of my mother or my dad or my ex-wife. I'm in this situation because somebody else caused it. Mm -hmm. I'm a victim. Yes. And the paycheck is I never have to take any responsibility. I don't have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? You are here because of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which also means you can get out of here because of you. And and that's the moment you open yourself up to say, I I may not have all the tools to do this on my own. I need to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And asking for help. I think we we have a moment of internet situation here going on. Asking for help when you need it is so very important. It really is. It makes all the difference. And that is something that is so important to, to remember. I think he's frozen and I'm not sure if he's coming back or not, but, but this is really a, a wonderful conversation. So I'm going to see if we can get back in here. Okay. You're back. We're, we're okay. back. You were kind of talking. I wasn't sure if it was me or what was going on. I don't know. They just fixed our internet, so it may be me. All um, right. Good, good. <laughs> we're back. Sure. Yes, but that's exactly the exact thing um, that you just keep going. So, so yeah. I kept yeah. going. Well, that's the thing. So I was saying that the gift of asking for help is twofold. One, you open yourself up to receive the gifts. And two, you also give a gift to mm -hmm. someone else who gets to help you yes. because helping someone is a gift because you get to give something to that person there's a pleasure there's an innate fulfillment in helping someone else right so yeah. so in that moment of asking for help you open yourself up but you also give mm -hmm. right because people who are stuck don't often give they're constantly in this mind of like why is this happening to me you know, they're they're so worried about receiving, they can't get themselves out of it because part of getting out of it is is learning to go out and give again, right? One mm -hmm. of my mentors was like, oh, you lost everything? Go volunteer your time. Give to charity. Right. I'm like, I got nothing to give. That's exactly why you need to go do it. It made no sense to me. Like, what do you mean? I don't have anything to give to charity. <laughs> go and volunteer your time. Give your time. Yeah. Get yourself out of your own head. Get yourself into service because mm – -hmm. You're putting out the energy that you're willing to serve. Then the universe looks at that and says, oh, willing to serve. Let me give you more to give to people to serve. Yes. And then yes. you draw in what you want to give out, right? Mm -hmm. So when you ask for help, you open yourself up to receive and you give. And that creates the cyclical energy that tracks everything. It's just so powerful to ask for help. Uh, people just get stuck up with the ego. Oh, I'm too proud. No, 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 no. That is nonsense. Mm -hmm. Asking for help is a gift to the person you're asking and also it benefits you 
who is the asker. Yes, so true. And one of the challenges I, I give to people who are looking for a job right now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is if you cannot find a job and you know you're very talented in a particular field, go volunteer using that talent. And those people either will hire you or refer you to somebody because they'll see you showing up. And then you're not in depression. You're out of your your head and in your heart helping other people. It's impossible to be depressed and helping others at the same time. And you will most likely find whatever job you're looking for that way. So that really helps. And then the other thing I always share on my shows when we talk about asking for help this year, most people don't know about this. I think about 60% of the people I survey don't know. Have you heard of 211, Tulio? No. See? I don't, I don't. <laughs> this is really important. It's not uh, like 411 for something else? Yes, it's like the, the new 411, the information for resources. This is available in every state in the United States, as well as every province in Canada, and it is 211. So if you Google 211 and California, Nevada, wherever you're at, um, you will get all the resources you need. If you need to get food on the table, if you need to get out of an abusive situation, if you need help finding a new job, health insurance, all kinds of things that you may need right now that you have never needed in your life because of COVID, whatever, you're going to take action to start getting those resources, get some good books, do some self-help, get out there and volunteer. And before you know it, you're going to be back on track better than before and hopefully on purpose and on your terms this time. So that really helps. Even if you just want to keep that 211 in mind, you can help a friend, give them kindness. Today is kindness day. Um, help them but then to give them resources that you may not be able to offer, just that that information that they don't have could really save a life. That is great. Just learn something new. See, there we go. I love it. I love it. Yes. You know, like you said, it's so important to give of yourself, mm -hmm. to uh, to go out and give of yourself, uh, because that is how you sort of jumpstart yourself out of being stuck. You, you just stop thinking about yourself so much and you focus on someone else. And in doing that, you draw in the right kind of energy. Uh, so I highly encourage to do that. Um, the other thing that, that, that it worked for me is there's sometimes certain situation you have to face, right? There's, there are uh, moments that you have to allow yourself to feel through whatever pain you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Don't rush out of those moments. You cannot rush because otherwise they turn into trauma that stays with you and wounds that haunt you later. So one thing that I learned is give yourself a timeline for how long you're going to let yourself wallow in it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I would say I give myself 24 hours to be depressed and 40 hours to wallow in a situation. And then when that is up, I, I, whether I'm ready or not, I got to get past it because I have a life to lead. Right. But I'm going to use that time and introspect 
and listen to my inner self and mm-hmm. see what I learn and what I gain from that yes. and what healing I need to do in that time frame. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, if you've lost someone, you don't get to predict when that happens, right? You don't get to pick, these are the 48 hours I'm going to do this because it just comes in waves, right? You lost a loved one. You, you know, the mourning process could take years and it comes in waves when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. But it's important, at least for me, that what's worked for me is to remember to give yourself a, a deadline for how long you're going to allow yourself to stay depressed or to wallow. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like, how will I allow myself to stay depressed for 24 hours and then cut it off or right. wallow in a situation for 48 hours and then cut it off? Because that is the maximum that I can afford to give to it. Yeah. Otherwise, it takes over your life. Yeah. So don't run away from it and go hide and drug yourself out of it, sex yourself out of it, gamble yourself out of it, because that doesn't work. That's just temporary fixes. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem with those things is they don't last. If they lasted, great, you do it every day, right? But they don't. So, so mm-hmm. unfortunately, to me, it, it's not a sustainable solution. So a sustainable solution is facing the problem, not being afraid of feeling the pain. Uh, but giving yourself a timeline for how long you're going to feel that because, you know, you got a family to take care of. You got people that are counting on you. You got to keep moving forward. Very true. So I have I have six children. I, I adopted three and three are mine, but they're all mine. They're all grown. And last Christmas time, I lost my youngest son. He, hmm. he passed away. He had Wolf Parkinson White Syndrome, which is a heart condition since fifth grade. They did ablation on the heart and they said, oh, he could live forever, you know, long, basic, regular life. Or you don't know. We don't know. It's one of those kind of diseases that happens. And hmm. he with the grandmas and didn't wake up. And we we took time off. I had my kids back home. We spent a few months. I put my book on hold. So, you know, until I got everybody kind of situated, my kids were super close. They were the best of friends. We had a very we have a good family. And so it was hard on everybody else. And as the mom, I had to show my kids, yes, honor your feelings. We're gonna we have a punching bag, we're going to grief therapy, we're gonna do all the things we need to do. But then I had to keep going for everybody else, too. So I had to have that balance. If you're going through something really tough like that, that doesn't mean that things are not going to still show up for you. You have a time frame. We we did give it. I, I ended up having my book out. It was supposed to go out in January. It came out in August. It still hit bestseller. <laughs> so it's fine. It didn't change anything, but I needed the healing time. I needed to make sure all of the kids were healed and moved. Some of them moved and different things happened between the COVID and schools closing and, and losing a loved one. And so it's one of those things where you prioritize and how you share about it and talk about it. I tell my kids now, you know, we may be triggered again for Christmas. I mean, I'm not, I won't be surprised. And I said, if you need me to get back with the grief therapy and you need me to pay for that, fine. If you need, you know, if you need to wake me up at three in the morning because you're having a tough night, that's what I'm here for. And so that's, and that's something that we've done as a family to get through that, uh, and I do talk about it. I have the first chapter of my book gets into how to get back on track after going through the loss of a loved one. So it's really a time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You can get past that. You can get past anything. I'm listening to you. And I'm first of all, I'm completely in awe. I, you know, that that's like an Achilles heel for me. I don't know 
I've often asked myself, I don't know if I could recover from that kind of thing, right? I just, uh, yeah, my kids are everything to me. So first of all, sorry for your loss. Uh, may his memory be a blessing to you. But gosh, I mean, whoever's got to go through that, you're probably the person to go talk to, to get the support needed to to kind of get yourself back on track. So completely in awe of that uh, with you. Okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we do, we do have a support group for that. We have a free support group for people that have lost a child um, that, that I run and with another group of other ladies. So we kind of take turns on who runs that um, group. And it's something that we've had a lot of losses this year in many different ways. People are going through a grieving process. And so Asking for help when you need it is going to help you get back on track and it, it's going to help your family get back on track even faster. Yeah. And, you know, um, part of waking up is also learning to be genuine mm -hmm. and authentic. And sometimes you got to be okay with not being okay. Yes. And, and and communicating that with your loved ones and they look at you it's like what's going on i'm not okay right now why i don't even know i'm just processing stuff i'll let you know in 24 hours or in 48 hours what's going on mm -hmm. but you gotta be okay with that right we we live in a time when there's this big push for this constant positive 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 that people start to adopt this fake positivity like fake it till you make you can't fake that and make that doesn't yeah. work right you yeah. have to just be okay with gosh this really hurts you know i'm i'm not okay right now and i and and face that and go through the the feelings uh, courageously uh, because there's there's some gift in there too you know the sages say that a light comes out of darkness mm -hmm. which means which means when we get to experience difficulties, we are being polished and diamonds come out of friction, pearls come out of friction and better human beings, happier, more fulfilled lives come out of friction. It is built in. Yeah. Anyone who's been successful in their lives has had the most dramatic downfalls ever in their history. Every single person you talk to, at least every single one I've spoken to, has had that moment happen mm -hmm. to them. And it's almost like it's a it's a rite of passage, if you will, to come out of this mindset of what you think life is supposed to be like, this aspirational idea that you've bought into, to come into this place of being real. It's like, you know what? This is it, right? This is... I choose to what what is real. I choose to accept my truth and live it. I don't have to live up to some other aspirational truth that someone else decided that they couldn't fulfill themselves either. So it's a hoax, right? Mm -hmm. And and we've had that passed down from you know uh, religious leaders and parents and you know all in good intention, right? But it's like stop trying to live up to a standard that's not even possible, right? It's a, it's a it's an aspiration, uh, and I don't subscribe to aspirational truth. I'm like, just be real. This is what it is. This is it. Oh, my goodness. You're not a very per patient person. Yep, I'm not very patient. 
which means I can accept you for not being a patient person too, because I accept that about myself. Oh, you get you get easily triggered if there's weird noises going around. Yep, I get triggered by noises, especially when I'm trying to concentrate, which means I can respect when you get triggered by something else too, right? So by accepting my flaws, if you want to call them flaws, I get to accept yours. Yes. By accepting my wonder, my wonder and my uh, um, gifts, I get to accept and see yours. And I always have this mantra. It's like you can't give what you don't have. Mm hmm. Nice. Right. So if you find it, and then this is the, what's been going on a lot this year, we have very polarizing views of the world. You have like the left, the right pointing fingers at each other. And unfortunately, what's happening is we are distracting ourselves from what really matters, which is to do the work to mm -hmm. improve ourselves. Right. If I'm busy blaming you, I have three fingers pointing back at me. Yes. Right. Three <laughs> fingers pointing back at me, not looking at me. I'm not making any progress. I'm not growing because I'm too busy blaming you for the problems in the world. So, mm -hmm. so in, in actuality, this whole thing that's been going on is the worst thing that could have happened to us as human species because we have stopped growing. We've stopped looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, How did I contribute to manifesting this? Yes. How is this a butterfly effect of my consciousness? Mm -hmm. Where do I have racism inside of myself that manifests itself in a greater scale? Asking those questions to ourselves instead of pointing and saying they're like that. He's like that. She's like that. No, they are a mirror of parts of me. Mm -hmm. We are collectively in this together. And the minute we start to look back in the mirror and saying, what do I need to change? What do I need to grow? How can I be better? How can I be better and accept differences and accept myself? Where am I of violence with myself, right? Someone mm -hmm. who's like perhaps gay and lives in the closet, that's a violent with yourself. Yes. You're, you're not living in truth. So that mm -hmm. violence you have with yourself, having to hide and do all these things, manifests itself in violence in the world. Yes, you actually, your own behavior, you not accepting yourself fully or something like that, you actually manifest negative energy in the world. So you, we owe the world to be authentic, to be genuine, mm -hmm. to be our truth. Right, definitely. And, and then life is easier. No matter what's happening, when we're in our truth and our essence, life is easier because we're aligning with those people that align with our values and our purpose and our mission in life. And it's just easier. We attract those people into our life and they're attracted to us and the other ones go away, <laughs> you know, because they're not, we're not at the same frequency. We're not lining up. And so they're not attracted to us anymore. And that's really just easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like I attract like. Yeah, exactly. And so I'd love for you, we're coming to the end of our, our time here. So I'd love for you to share how people can reach you, listen to your podcast, get your books, um, maybe work with you. Very simply, just go on tuliosuragusa.com. And from there, you can I have all the links to everything. My Rent and Grow podcast, the Dojo Live show, which is a, a, a live video uh, blog that we do with technology uh, founders. Um, my speaking, everything is right there. I have a blog that comes out every week on the site. 
and the blog gets syndicated by Business Brief magazine. And also now I'm a contributor to Positively Positive magazine, which reaches 4 million people a week. So mm -hmm. everything is from tuliasuragusa.com. All the links are there. Everything you need to know is all there. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in and thank you for being a guest, Tulio. And we will be back after these messages. Stay tuned. Thank you for having me. If you are just tuning in, this is the Sheila Mack Show, reality at its finest. Here we have real people sharing real stories and actionable steps to help you rebuild, reinvent, and reboot your business and personal life on your terms. I'm your host, Sheila Mack, and we are here today on NBC's KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listener behind. Today, we are focusing on how to get back on track and reboot this year as we actually heading into the holidays and our new year. And many of our states and globally, actually, <laughs> countries are starting to go back onto lockdown. So with that in mind, this is an interesting and possibly difficult season for some of our family, friends, and loved ones who may never have ever had a tough situation like this year. So keep this number 211 in mind. This is something that you can Google 211 and your state and you will find resources that um, that each state provides and province in Canada. 211 makes it easy to find food, housing, job training, after school programs, and so much more. And the most important thing is that I would say 60% of the people I've surveyed have never heard of this valuable resource. So if you're if you have um, a place of work you're still going to, ask if they can post this. A lot of times people don't really ask for help when they need it, but if they see a sign like this, they they're more likely to to go to a public health agency or help agency to get help getting meals on the table, help with transportation, income assistance, utility assistance, help with housing, health care, mental health, which, which is so important, especially this year. And it actually makes work a lot easier um, when your co-workers have their needs met, obviously. It may be that they're a two-income family and even though they're working one job, they still aren't making ends meet this year. So this is really important to share. Even if you don't need it yourself, keep it in mind for family, friends, loved ones, someone you find in the community that may need resources. I think obviously prayer works, blessings work, helping people, a listening ear, being kind. Kindness is so valuable this year. Lots of people are kind of divided about so many different issues and as we unite in humanity and and help each other this is going to make all the difference and you know you're able to give what you can you can give a smile you can give a listening ear but then to be able to say and hey here's a resource to get food on your table or help you with housing right now <laughs> and so i think that 211 is just invaluable and i have to share it as much as I can because I believe it will help people out there listening. So keep that 211 in mind 
and now I'd like to get into a couple of Dear Sheila's because we are heading into the holidays. Um, I'm going to share a few Dear Sheila's that kind of touch on some situations that might occur during. Welcome back. If you are just tuning in, this is the Sheila Mack Show, Reality at its Finest. Here we have real people sharing real stories and actionable steps to help you rebuild, reinvent, and reboot your business and personal life on your terms. I'm your host, Sheila Mack, and we are here today on NBC's KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listener behind. I'd like to transition now into sharing a little bit about lifestyle design on your terms. So this is an excerpt from the book Bootstraps and Bra Straps, the formula to go from rock bottom back into action in any situation. This book is now a bestseller and is available on Audible, Amazon, and at www.sheilamack.com. So grab a copy of the book. This is my birthday month. So this month I actually will be donating an additional copy for each book sold, whether it's Audible, Kindle, or a hardcover book. Um, will be donated to women in shelters and I'm also donating free courses to those ladies that need help rebooting and reinventing their lives. So take a listen now to Lifestyle Design. The silver lining in the cloud is that now you get to redesign your life. Life has its ups and downs. Situations happen that we wish wouldn't, but when they do, we're left with a clean slate. We're starting over. Starting over is such a gift. Yes, we went through hell. You didn't want to go through that stuff. You didn't want to have a serious illness, get divorced, file bankruptcy, or have a loved one die. It was hard, but it served a purpose, and now you get to design your perfect life, your vision, and live on your own terms. Sometimes in the storm, in chaos, as you start redesigning your life, even if you're still healing or transitioning, you're pulled out of that situation a little faster because you know where you're going. Even if your situation wasn't in your control, you still get the gift of the opportunity to re-examine your life. When you're going through chaos, it's empowering to find the calm in the center of the storm. If you get centered and see where you're going and start to design your life, then you can have more calm even though you still have to finish walking through that storm. Knowing that it's really tough right now, but that shift is never going to happen again, or if it does, you're going to be ready, gives you hope. When hope shows up in your life, you reach a higher level of energy and vibrational frequency. When you have hope, you're not in survival mode anymore, and you use that hope to live the life you want to live. Prioritizing yourself makes a night and day difference. Stepping away from the rock-bottom situation allows you to clear your head and refocus, giving you the clarity to see some really good solutions because you're not focused on the negative and your to-do list. Once you're relaxed, you'll see clearly what you need to do. Then later, 
you look back and see that you redirected how you were living your life. You got healthier and happier. You started doing all the things you had always wanted to do but kept putting off until someday. You show up in gratitude and receive all that love energy. That positive love energy clears the way for your new life. Give yourself permission to receive it and then give back the gift of gratitude. The biggest healing comes from self-love. Say yes to yourself and to what your heart really desires. Activity. Design your dream week. Sometimes we wish for the perfect week, a week straight out of a dream, one where only the best version of you shows up. You go to sleep on time. You wake up feeling refreshed. You follow your healthy routine, take time for your wellness, and have amazing quality time with the person you're in a relationship with, your children or your pets. You even get around to making those calls that keep getting pushed farther and farther down your list. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? A week like that is magic. You're able to do it all. At the end of every day, you sleep soundly, content in knowing that you got all of the magic juice out of each day. You showed up as your personal best. You may not have gotten absolutely everything done, but you feel proud of doing everything you could do. And you know that you're going to have another day tomorrow that will be aligned to your values and vision and your mission in life. Days like that are easy. They don't feel like work. You have joy and pleasure in everything you do because you have that bright energy and purpose to your day. Sound too good to be true? It's not, and I'm going to show you how. 1. The first step is to get out a piece of paper and something to write with, your favorite pen or pencil if you have one. 2. At the top of the paper write, My Aligned Week. 3. Down the left side, divide your paper into seven rows, one for each day of the week. 4. Across the top of your paper, create six columns and label them family life, business, social life, self-care slash spirituality, hobbies, slash activities, and purpose slash contribution. Make sure these topics are aligned with your ideal week, and if they're not, change them to reflect what's most important to you. At this point, your paper will look something like this. My Aligned Week. Across the top, you'll have seven columns titled Days of the Week, Second column would be family life. Third column, business. Fourth column, social life. Fifth column is self-care, spirituality. Next column is hobbies and activities. And then your seventh column is purpose and contribution. And then going down, you're going to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Five. Then, for each of these categories, fill in what's going to happen and on which day or days of the week. Maybe you want to have an hour every day with your children or spouse or taking the dog for a walk. 
Write it under family life on all seven days. How many hours a week are you putting into your career? Or if you're retired, your volunteer work? Those go under the business heading Monday through Friday or whatever days work for you. Maybe you have a morning routine of meditation, yoga, prayer, or religious study. Fill in those days under self-care and spirituality. This is your perfect week, and you get to design it any way you'd like. 6. Because this is your dream week, you can also add to it. Let's say you've always wanted to start a side gig business or volunteer for the Humane Society or the Red Cross. In your perfect week, you get to do whatever you've always wanted to do but have never done. And that was a portion of Chapter 10 in my bestseller, Bootstraps and Bra Straps, The Formula to Go from Rock Bottom and Back into Action in Any Situation. Grab a copy on Amazon, Audible, or Kindle, or you may get it at my website, www.sheilamack.com, and there you will also find a free Introduction to the Boots Formula course just for you. Thank you again for tuning in. This is Sheila Mack, your host of The Sheila Mack Show, and I look forward to talking with you again on your morning commute on NBC's KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no listener behind. For more local radio every day, tune into KCAA Loma Linda. Tune into KCAA Radio every Wednesday at 4 p.m. for Coffee and Cash Flow with Stephen and Anthony. Stephen Crawford and Anthony Skinner share their expertise of financial markets and offer a unique perspective on retirement security and the impact that Wall Street and Washington have on your retirement income and your overall quality of life. Coffee and Cash Flow looks beyond the propaganda of Wall Street and Washington for a realistic perspective of financial markets and the rules that control the game. Tune in for Coffee and Cash Flow with Stephen and Anthony every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Right here at KCAA Radio, 1050 a.m., 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. And online at KCAARadio.com. The stations that leave no listener behind. KCAA Loma Linda. Listen on 1050 a.m., 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM.